Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're taking a look at the connection between UFOs and Bigfoot and a couple sites I've found. Now, the first article that really got me thinking was this uh report from the Tribune Democrat out of Johnston, Pennsylvania, and the copy of it's on Yahoo.com by Dave Suter, says, lecture, local Bigfoot UFO sightings on the rise. Stan Gordon said the past year or so has been an unusually active period for Bigfoot and UFO sightings and all kinds of weird stuff locally. Now, just so you know, Stan Stan Gordon uh, has written quite a bit of stuff on Bigfoot. You can find his his, uh, books on Amazon. It says the author, researcher, and lifelong Greensburg resident gave a presentation on Sunday at the Johnstown Masonic Event and Conference Center on reports of paranormal phenomena in the region. Quote, we had a very good UFO photograph taken in daylight. I believe it was May 14th this year over the Chestnut Ridge outside of Latrobe, and that's a very active area year after year for Bigfoot sightings, Gordon said during an interview before the event. So a lot of activity goes on from the Chestnut Ridge and then comes up here to the Lowell Ridge area. They're very active year after year with UFO reports. Bigfoot reports and other phenomena. Gordon said that he did not know why the region has been so active. He says there are many unanswered questions we don't have the answers for. It's just an area that historically has been very active with such reports. He has been studying Bigfoot and UFOs for decades. He says, when I got involved investigating Bigfoot back in the 1960s, I was of the opinion that Bigfoot was some type of unknown animal, unknown primate, Gordon said. Then in 1973 came around. First, we had the largest wave of UFO sightings ever documented with hundreds of cases all year here in Pennsylvania. But then in the summer of 1973, we had a major outbreak of Bigfoot sightings throughout western Pennsylvania and other areas. And that's when some very strange things began to come to our attention. Well, this is something we've talked about for a while in the podcast. And it's there's a thought that these UFOs are, in fact, interdimensional and that they're finding their way here through some sort of wormhole, black hole, whatever. And it often seems like when you see the UFOs, you'll have Bigfoot sightings, which makes sense in a way because... So often these Bigfoot creatures, uh, for one thing, there's never been a single carcass found that we know of, never been uh, bones found. Their their argument is uh, arguably there has been some hair samples found uh, that were DNA tested that they came back inconclusive or uh, showed that they were something other than uh, a typical primate. It does seem like when that sort of stuff surfaces that the entire media comes in to try to crush it. But there is something strange happening there. There has been some physical evidence of these Bigfoot, I mean, as far as tracks go. Uh, there was a case where some uh, people were, I think they were either hunting or fishing in a cabin, 
they thought that the cabin was being attacked by bears, so they left out a board with nails protruding from it. Uh, I guess they wanted to scare the scare the bear off with the sore foot, and something did step on it. And they, they I remember watching this documentary, and, and the uh, samples came back that it was definitely not from a bear. So there's different stuff out there that points toward a physical creature. But at the same time, it's a physical creature that doesn't act like any other physical creature. I mean, reports of the saying when people shoot at it, it just disappears. Reports of it disappearing in a spacecraft. The more I look at Bigfoot, the more I look at it as some sort of an interdimensional entity or creature. A lot more like a gray alien uh, than a gorilla. Now, we go on here. It says, uh, for lack of a better term, I think we're dealing with something that's interdimensional, not extraterrestrial from another planet but something from another reality that's so beyond our specific scientific understanding, we just don't understand it, which is why we have no bodies of Bigfoot, Gordon said. Approximately 100 people attended the lecture titled Strange Aspects of the Elusive Bigfoot. The Masonic Temple, were, the Masonic Temple, we're just looking for different types of events to throw here now that we've opened up the rooms upstairs to the general public. Chris Watkins, a member of the Greater Jonestown's Lodge 538 F&M, an event organizer said, with Halloween coming, we figured something paranormal would be kind of a good thing to throw. We had a pretty good turnout. There's some interest. A lot of people, they love Bigfoots and the UFOs and all that. Well, it's nice. It's nice that they could uh, mainstream this a little bit. And it, it just, just goes to show this is this is a uh, just one person doing a lecture here in Johnston, PA. And I'm not really sure how big of a town that is. It's been picked up from a local newspaper, and it's on the Internet now, which just goes to show you how information about this subject can spread. And I think this is a good example of uh, an unbiased approach. I didn't see the word conspiracy theory in this article anywhere. They just reported the facts, what, when, where. You know, they, they give a little synopsis of the event, what happened, who the fellow was giving the lecture, talked about what, uh, what he saw, and raised some important, relevant questions. And amazingly, that little short article made it uh, onto Yahoo News. And, and because of that, now it's going to be in the top uh, couple pages of Google searches for the next probably week or so. This, is a, this I think, is an ideal example of citizen journalism, you know, even though it's from a small newspaper. But just think if, if we could all write short excerpts like this and put them on a blog somewhere and start to get uh, some honest discussion about this paranormal stuff out there, instead of the typical garbage that we see in the main press. Now, I did find another site that I thought was pretty cool. Um, people might uh, like to take a look at it. This is is on the Google Maps. It's uh, called Large Track Found here. Let's see if we can go back one more spot. It's uh, Bigfoot UFO of more sightings on Google Maps, My Maps Viewer. It just come, this came right up on the very first page of the search, and you have a Google Maps here, and somebody has plotted uh, just a whole bunch of different UFO sightings, uh, Bigfoot sightings, and uh, other paranormal stuff. And I just went here. I picked one out just randomly here in the middle of the country. This one's from Bonaparte, Iowa. Now, if we go to it, what I like about this is it gives us a quick description. It says six fourteen seventeen, Bonaparte Bigfoot team find very large track and make a casting of it, and then it says Pushpin is general area. Read the fort fort, and then it has the area highlighted here. 
thecryptocrew.com and we go to that site and then it has a picture of this uh, unexplained track which does kind of look like a Bigfoot track and underneath of it it has a it has a tennis shoe sitting next to it to give you an idea of how the size of this thing it says I recently got a report from our friends in Iowa Corey and Ty of the Bonaparte of the Bonaparte Bigfoot team as they are called they wanted to share one of their findings with all of us and they discovered a very large Bigfoot track the track was over 16 inches long according to the team the picture that the in the picture that is the size of 13 shoes the team also made a plaster cast of the print <clears throat> then it says here are more details about this large footprint as provided by tide quote this is a footprint we re- we recently found in southeast iowa on june 14 2017 we found this print alongside of a gravel road made of limestone as you can see the rocks in the plaster cast I just want to stop and say this is along a gravel road. This is fairly, it looks like it, there's dirt here, but, you know, this is not not like a super muddy environment. So that would have, and the track looks deep. So whatever made this track had a little bit of weight to it. It says it appears to be from a left foot. It measures a little more than 16 inches long, 6 inches wide at the ball, and the heel is approximately 4.2 inches wide. Judging by the deepness, which is over two inches, we estimate the creature to weigh between 700 and 1,000 pounds. Wow. Corey wears a size 13, and his shoe measures 13 inches, and this print is more than three inches longer. It goes on, it says, We found a 14-inch print on a rock bar about two miles from this print last summer. This is the same area where we caught the daytime howls recorded in Iowa on April 22, 2016. We have been habituating this area since March of 2015. Along with the prints, we have had countless interactions such as screams, howls, whoops, yells, tree knocking, rock thrown in the river, and sometimes mumbling, which we take, which we take as talking to either of us or each other. We will continue to habituate this area and report further evidence we get. And then it shows that it shows the cast track here, which it's a little rough, but it does look like what you'd expect to be a Bigfoot track, like you see a lot of them. Now, we can go on here just to give you an idea. Here's another um, sighting. This one's from Texas. It says, 2008, while hunting hogs, man has Bigfoot come up behind him. Later, it possibly steals dead hog. And if we go to the if we go to the CryptoCrew.com link, they've got a picture of where this happened. It's kind of a there's a wooded area, but there's also a lot of houses around. It says I recently got this report from Terry. He also does some Bigfoot research and has gathered some other witness testimony to help confirm one of his two sightings. It says, I was walking up a logging trail behind my house, heading up to the top of the hill where there is a field. I was going up to check for deer. If I saw some, I was going to go back home and get my bow. In any case, as I was near the top of the hill and could just start to see the edge of the field, I noticed off to my left something moving. So I turned that way to see a very tall Bigfoot walking away from me. With the wind blowing my way, I didn't realize I was observing it. 
Now, since I'm looking uphill at all, <clears throat> looking uphill at it, all I could see was his head and neck and shoulder area with the sky as a backdrop. I saw it very well. Its head was massive. It had brownish to grayish hair, groomed really nice. I could see my, I could not see any ears. My guess is that it was eight to ten feet tall. By the way, I was super scared as I knew it was a Bigfoot. I was so scared, I remember thinking that it, that if it turned to look at me, I'd have to crap my pants and pass out from fear. In any case, it took all I had to put my back to it. Once I did, I ran like hell back down the hill to the house, which was only a couple hundred yards away. Now, with that said, back in 1984, in that house, a trailer we lived in, one night we were in the house, my brother and I, and all of a sudden we heard what sounded like a woman screaming right outside, not far into the thickets behind the house. I went onto the porch to listen better, and this scream was very loud from a very deep tone to a very high-pitched scream. And it did this over and over for at least 15 minutes. During all this screaming, and went back into the house and loaded some guns. I now very much believe that that scream was coming from the Bigfoot that I witnessed two years later. Okay, with that, over the years from my own therapy, doing my own Bigfoot research, I came across a girl that lived on that same hill. She witnessed that same Bigfoot up here behind our house. And one day while, we, while she was picking blackberries, she told me she was picking and just looked up to see this Bigfoot standing there looking straight at her. A fear overcame her, and she told me tears were just flowing down her eyes. Her mother was there too, but she was just down the hill a bit and did not see the Bigfoot. In any case, this girl said she was looking right at its face. She described it in pretty good detail. It matches the many other sightings people have, at least ones that have a face-to-face. -face. In any case, I believe she turned to check for her mother's, for her mother work, for her mother's whereabouts, and when she turned back to where the Bigfoot was, it had, it had silently strolled off. Now I have to wonder here if it had strolled off or possibly just stepped back into another dimension. That's just my thought. He says, now she, knowing that, now she knowing that I had an interest in this Bigfoot, I just got a message from this woman now today that her cousin, who still lives on that same hill, saw a Bigfoot the other night while he was standing outside at night. He started he stated it ran up the hill between where our house used to be and the house next door to him. He stated he said it scared the hell out of him. So with that, I feel confident that Bigfoot or perhaps a family of Bigfoots still live on that hill. I can say this much. I know that, I know that hill very well, and it fits as a perfect habitat. Here's why. It's high up, very few houses, plenty of game, including deer. The ridge line is full of thickets. No man wants to traverse, and if a Bigfoot actually prefer caves there's some of them on the backside. also there's a creek on one side of the hill and full river on the other there are also transmission lines running through there as well leaving cuts mile after mile with that i also had an encounter in van zant county texas i live in texas now in any case this was at night while i was out hog hunting this thing tore down a tree near me and then skirted all around my stand as as well as crawling in on its belly right behind me. I use a starlight night scope for hog hunting, but as luck would have it, <clears throat> since it was behind me, I could barely get turned around enough in my stand to view it. But what I could see is that it was on its belly and had reached up far enough to grab a branch on the tree that was grown up tall enough that it was in front of my face. And this Bigfoot was moving that branch enough that it was swaying right in front of my face. Now I'm just trying to rationalize what the heck is going on. 
This went on for about five minutes. Being alarmed, I sat back on my stand, hoping it would step out in front of me, <clears throat> an area I had control over since I was armed with a pistol and two rifles, but I heard it back out the same way it came. It's like these things do, when people have encounters with these, it's like they are very aware that you're there, and they're aware of whether or not you're armed. And obviously, this thing was trying to make contact with him, or maybe it was just trying to, um, I don't know, uh, maybe it was just trying to, to taunt him a little bit. It says, okay, with that the following week, I shot a hog, a boar hog, and placed it, placed it in front of my game cam to see what all the, would, would come in on this hog. On my cam, days later, I saw a kayak, buzzards, and a skinny dog. Well, later at night, on the same cam, I got pictures of the hog being rolled away from the cam and then pulled out away from the IR lights. I tried everything I could to lighten those pictures to see what might be able to do that, but didn't have much success with it. My suspicion is that perhaps a Bigfoot on its belly was just far enough back on the ground to use its long arm to pull that hog its way. I can't prove it, but I'm pretty positive it was not a coyote because a coyote was too small to pull it away. Wow, that's really interesting. It, it's And it is interesting, too, how it seems like uh, some people do have um, multiple interactions with these things. I think in the same way uh, a lot of times that some people have multiple actions, interactions with uh, UFOs. And I don't know if that's just because um, they're open-minded or if that's because... Um, you know, they're just more observant than other people. Now, I want to take one more look here. We'll go up here to Washington. Now, this is a this this is a case here. It says 2010, a state employee stumbled across an excellent Bigfoot trackway. If we go to the Crypto Crew site, uh, this is a massive print. I'm looking at a picture of it. This guy has his foot next to it. My goodness, this thing must have been enormous if this is real. It says uh, length equals 13 inches long. What looks longer than that by the spice foot? Width ball 5.2, width heel 5 inches. Now, I suppose this looks like it could have been in, in a pretty hard ground. and It's still leaving uh, a, a fairly deep print. And the, the, toe, the toes on this one I see are real clear, too. It says, while scouting for elk near the confluence of Church Creek and the Scotiamish River in Mason City of Washington, a state employee stumbled across an excellent trackway. There were many footprints, but only one was clear enough to photograph. The others were in thick forest duff surrounding a seat from a nearby spring. Wow. Huh. No comment on it, but they definitely took the time to take the picture. And that, you know, just it's hard to believe somebody would just be out there, you know, making fake tracks like that for no good reason, hoping somebody would stumble across them. Let's go ahead and see if we can see one more. This one here is from Michigan. Looks like it's up on the it's up on the uh, western side of Michigan. 2008, late spring or early summer, woman is startled by a blonde Bigfoot that came to her feeding slab. And we can just click the highlighted CryptoCrew.com link beneath it. This is really a cool site. It says, "I recently got the following report from Adele. She originally told me about her sighting on Facebook." And after taking and after talking some, she wrote me up the full account and emailed it to me. She also included some pictures of the area. The above picture is of the feeding area she used to feed the animals. And the write-up below, I will include some of the photographs. And then it says, 
It was a cool, sunny spring, summer morning. I know it was that time of year because it was a full-blown summer. I wouldn't have been sitting around outside to the heat. I was talking on the phone with my friend Gail. She was talking, so I wasn't making a sound. There was a slab of concrete down in front of me where we'd put scraps of food, popcorn, bread, produce, all kinds of leftovers for the wildlife to eat. We had a lot of different wildlife that came to our slab to eat. We had wild turkeys, muskrats, turtles, ducks, squirrels, geese, raccoons, possums, groundhogs, all different kinds of wild birds. And now we knew we had Sasquatches as well. Anyway, I was sitting there talking to my friend. I was watching all the critters that had come to eat out of the corner of my eye. I saw this flash of beautiful blonde hair bounding to the slab. At first, I thought it was an Afghan dog because his hair was smooth as silk and six to seven inches long. It looked like someone had just brushed its hair. There was a gentle breeze blowing, so its hair blew gracefully in the breeze. Now think about that. This is a really long-haired, shaggy critter. You would think the hair would be matted and dirty and not very well kept, but this is the second report we have saying that the hair was well-kept, combed, and actually looked pretty nice. Once I got down to the feeding station, it was on all fours. I could hear this grunting sound like a pig eating. By now, I was talking to Gail. I said, you're not going to believe what I'm seeing. I wasn't sure what it was, but I started explaining this creature to her. He had black or very dark. He had a black or very dark brown face, hands and feet. They looked like wrinkled leather. His nose turned up a little bit, but yet it was kind of smashed into his face like a monkey. His eyes were black. I say... He because I didn't see any female parts, nor did I see any male parts either, so I just figured it was a male. As I looked at it, I felt like I was seeing a Disney character. I felt utopia, mesmerized, almost like I was floating. I felt kind of sick inside because I couldn't wrap my mind around what I was seeing. By now, I had told Gail that I'd call her back later. I was still in my chair trying to comprehend all that that was happening. The next thing I knew... This thing stood up on its back legs. It was three to four foot tall. At the time, I was five foot, so it was almost as tall as I was, or maybe he was. It was hard to judge everything. It was hard to judge everything as things were now moving fast and out of sorts. He walked up the small hill we had in our backyard on two feet like a human. By now, I was shaking, but I wanted to get a better look at this thing, so I stood up and stayed and stayed by my chair. I felt kind of dizzy and wobbly, out of sorts. When I stood up, this creature dropped down on all fours, took off like a roadrunner. He moved faster than any animal I'd ever seen move. It never occurred to me that there were that that there were young. Is that it's is there its mother or a watcher is also until my friend Dave Groves was talking to me about it years later. He said it's a good thing you didn't make a move toward him. You see, I didn't even think about it being a Sasquatch until we had moved away seven and a half years later, and I started putting it all together. I ran toward the house out of fear, and I wanted to get my camera in case this thing came back. I went out there long enough to take photos of the yard, and then I ran as fast as I could to get back into the house. I locked the doors and scared I locked the doors, scared that this thing, whatever it was, would come back after me. It would have come it could have come from a UFO for all I know. I sat and shook and cried until my husband came home about 45 minutes later. I was still shook up when he came in and asked me what had happened. And then she's got a couple of pictures there. She says, seeing this creature changed my life totally. I used to go out and work in the yard from the rising of the sun until it was dark. Tim would have to come and ask me if I wasn't going to come in. 
After this encounter happened, I wouldn't go out in the yard unless Tim came out with me. He found this to be very odd behavior from what I was like before. He said, don't be silly. I said, I'm not being silly. You'd be afraid if you saw this thing just like I did, and he'd just shake his head. He believes that I saw something, but he didn't understand the impact it made on my life. I tried to explain what it was, what I saw, and he said it was just a groundhog. I said, does a groundhog walk erect on its hind legs and stand almost as tall as I am? He said, no. I said, rest my case. I named this thing the Nebster, where I came up with the name. I'll never know, but it had to be, had to name it something so Tim would know what I was talking about. I tried to go back where I saw him run to. It was a grove of tall trees and low bushes, but there was, there was so much poison ivy back there that I stopped going back any further. We didn't live in that trailer much longer after that because... It had black mold in it. The owner before us vented the dryer under the house instead of outside. <laughs> well, anyway, she's got some cool pictures there, and that was her Bigfoot experience. Uh, you know, it's it's strange ranging from small ones to big ones. It's really hard to it's really hard to uh, decide if these things um, could be some kind of an actual biological creature. We do see small ones, or if these things are like some people think, some sort of interdimensional entity that just travels with these UFOs. Either way, I thought this site was really cool. It's, you could just find it on google.com slash maps, and then if you just type in the UFO Bigfoot, it'll, it'll bring it up. I'll try to leave a link on the YouTube channel at some point so people can find it. I thought it was really useful. Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over and out.